It's Friday, November 18th, and this is episode 125 of the Omnic Weekly. I am joined today by none other, by the legendary, by the renowned Hannah. Hi! Uh, was that big enough an intro for you? It was, yeah. All right, cool. I I've been studying like, on that you know, all week. Being insulted a couple of weeks ago is now the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, I've been trying to compensate for that every single week. Yeah, I know, it's great. And people Keep are going. getting kind of fed up. They're sending me DMs. Stop it, dude! <laughs> You're looking pathetic! I'm like, yes, I know. That's the way I live. That's the way I roll. I mean, now you're kind of setting the bar really high and you have to keep the standard up. No, no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> once I reach that level where you go, oh, that was nice, I'll just keep it at that level. That is how I operate. I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> I already have a. I put enough pressure on myself on every other thing that I do. I, I try to keep my social interactions kind of just making sure everybody's happy, and that's about it. Uh, that's the way we roll. But how are you doing, Hannah? I'm okay. Yeah, I want to make yeah. that into a t-shirt. Well, just just okay. The, I'm okay, and then the long A, and then your face like smiling above it. That would be awesome. That would be a beautiful t-shirt. It would make people feel a lot better. I think. Good. <laughs> uh, sadly, LP couldn't join us today because he had a. He's go... on holiday with a mouse or something. Yeah, no. It's, it's so I was actually going to say something like he needed to get his teeth counted, but no, he actually is in Disneyland. Yeah, it's... he's on holiday with a mouse. Like, like we have these talks on, on our Discord little group that we have. Where we um just like, oh, I'm not going to make it today or this or that. And we all have like some situations that sometimes pop up. But his are always like, oh no, I'm I'm flying to uh TwitchCon today. Oh no, um I have a storm going on. Oh, I'm going with all the content creators to Disneyland. Like, dude, can you please say something normal? Like, uh the drain That's my week to shame with his reasons yeah. for not <clears throat> being able to do stuff. He lives in flocking flocking oh, that was beautiful. Flocking. I censored myself. All right. He, he lives in flocking live Florida. Yeah, in fucking Florida, and <laughs> in a region of the world where the the lowest temperature they ever know is uh, sweaty armpits, and yeah. um, he, you know, if you follow him on Instagram, he looks quite tanned, but he is originally from Sweden. I know he claims that he's from Peru, but he's from Sweden originally. He's just so tanned because he's always running, running around in his little t-shirt, shorts, and flip flops <laughs> in Florida. And the mustache is just a decoy. It's, he just sticks it on there every morning. And then <laughs> I really hope he listens to these episodes because we, we kind do. of. Well, he says he does, but we never it's get any feedback. The lore of LP. Yeah. The lore of LP. We're building basically a whole character where we people are. are going to run into him in real life. They're going to be, I heard you are from Sweden. Like, no. <laughs> I heard you had pet crocodiles. Yeah. No. Oh, was it meters? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ah, well, that's the price you pay if you can't yeah. make it. But he he, he would be uh, joining us uh, somewhere in the next time. We'll see. We'll see. It's fine. It's me and Hannah. Fine. Me and Hannah will just yap among the two of us. It's not like we have a difficult time talking to each other. No. No, never. How's but, the uh, weather? Yeah, How's exactly. Here? What are you eating tonight? Do you Ooh. have a good recipe for cake? Stuff like that. <laughs> and people are like, didn't these guys talk about Overwatch at some point? Yeah, we did. What's that? 
I do have to say, like, um, <laughs> we, we started the podcast again with Overwatch and because Overwatch 2 kind of launched. Um, and I think one of the best metrics for any IP or franchise is to kind of look at the 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 rate at which that people are kind of looking to see content and to, to kind of are googling for to see what's up with the, that game that they want to play and whatnot and some for some reason I mean we're now what six weeks in I'm already starting to feel a little drag and everything that is going on around Overwatch it might just be temporarily because we're approaching season two but um, I think so um, people are kind of getting tired of all the um, the the negativity around everything that is happening with Overwatch two right now. I think that is yeah. definitely having its effect. Um, I think or it's also the perfect... I mean, not that we, you and I, were ever in the honeymoon phase. No. But, like, the excitement of new thing, I think, is starting to wear off. Mm -hmm. And yeah. as much as I'm still enjoying playing it, I'm looking at it like, I really need to sort out that store. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few things that they need to show that. Show that. They need to stop sort. taking characters out of the roster. Yeah, we might have a few of those again soon because they had launched a patch yesterday that fixed a lot of bugs and it kind of kickstarted the whole new series of bugs. So I heard there's a big issue with Tracer going on now that she doesn't have any damage fall off um, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you made a really good point. The honeymoon weeks are over and we're. The things that are starting to surface now are basically all of the ongoing issues, and that might be problematic for them on the on the long run. Uh, although yeah. I think they're starting to realize that. Um, but yeah, there's um, there's definitely you can feel that negativity is taking over. One example, and it kind of saddens me. And I actually, I was just like before the podcast, I was writing my script that I will be recording after the podcast for a video I'm doing in two weeks, just to kind of make everybody go, whatever, dude. Um, but one of the things I touch on is this whole subject, but also the fact like they announced last week or in the, the, the last few days that Overwatch 2 is nominated for the best multiplayer game at the Game Awards uh -huh. this year. And all these reactions have been so negative. And I have to be honest, my reaction was, ooh, too soon. Really? Yeah, my reaction was like, ooh, yeah. They, they, my, they, no, that was my, sorry, that was my reaction was, oh, really? Oh, okay, that was a reaction on my reaction. Don't make it too complicated, Hannah, you know I can't deal with that. No, I'm going to do a, a reaction boy. video to your reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, I kind of had the same thing. It wasn't as much as a really, like, ah, ooh, this is, a, maybe not, nah, maybe next oh, year would have been better, oh. something like that. Yeah, but it's that noise, that, ooh. Ooh, yeah, like, ooh. I, don't, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they earned it. Uh, which nah. is sad, which yeah. saddens me to my deepest, the deepest of my core. I mean, I love this game and I love talking about it. I love reporting on it and I have great hopes for what it will do in the future. But, oh, no, that really made me uncomfortable to see that. Ooh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and judging by the, the comments that I saw on the posts and whatnot I did about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, do I think it has the potential to be the best multiplayer game? Oh, fucking course. Do I think yeah. they did it? No. Not yet. No. <laughs> Not yet. They have a huge issue with the reputation right now. Yeah. They're like, everybody just thinks of them as all being little Bobby Kotex. And that's kind of what I want to talk to about <laughs> you about today. I want to kind of figure this out together because yeah. I was, uh, I, I tweeted about this. Like, uh, you probably saw it on the Omnic Weekly account and on my own account. I was going for my mental health stroll. You know, you, you just, Kind of, oh, the sun is shining. 
let me put all my work aside here for a minute and just go out and go for a walk. And I put on my headset and listen to some podcasts, which I barely get to do with, with everything that's going on. So, And one of the episodes that popped up was for The Instance, which is a, a general Blizzard podcast that kind of started out as a World of Warcraft podcast. But that was, uh, and I'm saying, was hosted by... Um, uh, Scott Johnson, someone that we had as a guest in one of our earlier episodes, a really awesome dude. I met him at BlizzCon. Really, he's a, a, a slightly older than I am, uh, but kind of that same mindset generation and yeah, that same passion for everything Blizzard. But he, they, they kind of stopped. I mean, they're on hiatus, or if they, I don't know if they're going to come back ever. But they did an extra episode, or he did an extra episode where he talked to uh, Chris Metzen, who was the um, one of the original team members at blizzard like way back i don't know was he the one of the first employees probably probably he ended, yeah he, he ended up becoming the vp of lore and franchise development oh um, what a title what a title exactly um and he retired in 2016 and he also commented on everything that happened when the, the whole uh toxic shitstorm kind of uh well how do you say that didn't uh happened because it had been happening but kind of um was was put in daylight um is to put it kind of mildly when the whole thing kind of uh surfaced he was one of the people to comment like i'm sorry i, I wasn't aware that the problem was that relevant and i i take the full blame for that i should have been more careful i should have listened more i should have made more and he really kind of uh took it personally and this is the first time i've heard them talk about this because they're good friends and they do these occasional episodes where they just talk to each other. And this is the first time that he actually touched on this subject. They've kind of steered away from it. And in any previous talk they did, they just talked about other stuff. Um, and it, it did give me a bit of an insight. I, I tweeted about it and I said, like, everybody is kind of frustrated. And the first person I thought about was, was Hannah. I was hoping, I hope Hannah reads this and she listens. But judging by her reaction, she did not. So I'm going to take note of that. <laughs> but sorry the way he talked about everything that has been going on since july 2019 um or was it july 2020 uh, i lost track i think it's july 2020 sorry um that that surfaced and that that whole thing kind of exploded um because he still knows a lot of people at the company so does scott scott had, was really Im kind of embedded in the sense that he was a content creator for 15 years way before any of us kind of started with, with his podcast and he had really close ties to a lot of people there and it made me hopeful it made me hopeful hearing them talk about it in the sense that um first off there has been change at the company and i think they all agree i think we can all agree and i think they kind of confirmed that there's still work to do but that this is not something you just kind of change day over day but that there definitely has been a lot of progress made and that the people that work there most of them at least feel comfortable and that they feel that the, the the systems that are in place right now help them to feel comfortable within the company and that there's a uh, way more ways of uh catching any of these uh, problems coming up and that they strive to make it keep making it better and to keep working on that so that is something positive mm. but the one thing that kind of jumped out of for me because i mean that's good to hear but that's i mean we can only hope or expect. I think that's the least we can expect that they fix these things, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, we, uh, if they wouldn't, I mean, they would just kind of be burying their own grave or digging their own grave. Sorry. 
Um, but the one thing that he kind of touched on was like that passion for the games and for the products is still so present within the the teams, within the, the people that are actually working on the games. The way he phrased it exactly kind of slips my mind, but he, he was talking about it. And I wasn't surprised about him saying that. I was rather more surprised about the fact that, oh, sorry, I, don't, I hope you didn't hear that, but I just slapped my microphone on the butt. No, like, um, yeah, no, it, it, hurt. It, it sounded like, you know, that you just slapped me for not listening. Yeah, sad. yeah. Well, look, uh, you win some, you lose some. Nah, I really, I just slapped my microphone on the butt like it had been a very bad boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing that kind of baffled me the most about listening to that was that I was surprised when he said that. I was kind of like, oh, really? Like that feeling in me that kind of went like, are you sure? Like that kind of took over. And as he kept talking, I kept like thinking like, of course, me and Hannah have been talking about this, about the passion that they put into the game, yeah. about the, 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 the dog picture and whatnot. And that it, that it is not something that is just within a few people, but that it is a general thing still living under the surface of Blizzard, but that is just a huge pile and he was very, very tactical in the way that he put it. But you could tell that he has major issues with the way that the top layer is running that company. Yeah. You could tell that he is critical of what is happening on Bobby's <laughs> levels and whatnot. He did not want to mention the name because probably he still has NDAs up the wazoo. But um, you could tell that he was kind of going like, no, no, guys, believe me. Everything under that surface that, that we can see is still so burning so hard and burning so hard for everything that they're doing and so passionate about anything that they want to bring out. It's just kind of covered up in a lot of bullcrap right now. And Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, you know, we suspected it, but it's still really nice to hear. Yeah, from and someone it, it's that, nice that to has have that ties in. information that we're not just wishful thinking. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that made me kind of hopeful after I heard that. I was kind of like, yeah. oh, that is interesting. Uh, then, look, things kind of, um, I mean, I took that in and, and, and kind of, I've been mauling over that all week because I'm thinking, like I said, I'm working on a video. Yeah. Where I, I want to talk about the reputation and everything that is going on and how this might hinder them. The fact that that kind of that layer of crap is basically blocking the sunlight and kind of, because that was the thing that Jeff was good at. Jeff was good at putting the team, Jeff Kaplan, I mean, was good yeah. at putting the team's effort up there above the clouds he was able to kind of make sure that everybody saw all the effort that everybody put in there all the love that everybody put in there yeah, which was great but it must have been so taxing for him because in order to do that he had to shield his team from the crap take it and fight for them yeah like I think... and i know i know it's not con confirmed and this is all conjecture but from my experience in life in order to you know shield a group of people from shit that much you have to take it yourself it doesn't just disappear oh no no that that you know that's that's just a fact like if you shield that, that's one of the biggest cliches but it is so true that shit always drops down until you have a manager that says no this is where it ends but that shit is not kind of but vaporizing it just means a, that they're holding it instead yeah. of like throwing it on their workers yeah that they go home stressed because they're kind of trying to protect you that is definitely a yeah. truth yeah and and I think the, uh, that is in no way 
comment on 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 the new management because I think they kind of they split Jeff his role into so many different titles now. There's so many different people that they kind of put forward. We have the new lead hero designer. They have um, I kept forgetting his name. Um, but it's the more like the more the, the more general manager now for Overwatch. Now you have I Aaron don't Keller. Know who's in charge anymore? There's so many names and jobs. It's like looking at the bloody NHS and only. <laughs> The UK listeners who have worked at the NHS will get that reference. Yeah, I think a lot of people will get that reference. Anybody that ever worked for a semi-public oh. thing will know that that is basically uh, <laughs> just elbow people putting down their uh, using their elbows rather to kind of uh, get themselves a, a useless title or a useless position and trying to kind of you yeah, basically have six horses trying to pull the cart in all different directions. Um, but um, that being said. I feel like they're missing that type of energy, that type of person that kind of manages to pierce through all that shit and just kind of yeah. let the the light shine out. I think that is one of the things they're missing. And I don't I don't know if they understand well enough what impact that's going to have on them on the long run because that goodwill is slowly dissipating for the community is kind of going, yeah, but when are you going to fix the prices? Yeah, but like everything that I've been reporting on, or that we have been reporting on, sorry, on the, uh, the Omnic post, is always met with a lot of critical thought. Like a lot of people, and I don't mean like it's healthy to have critical thought. Yeah. But at some point it becomes a, some sort of conspiracy movement. <laughs> it becomes like <laughs> territory. Which is, you know, I understand it to an extent because our trust has been broken. I do, I do. I, it is so... in no way... It is in no way uh, putting the blame on the community. No, yeah. it's it's putting the blame on Blizzard not communicating enough because if you don't keep um, the narrative kind of fed with... with, with uh, you don't need to keep it in check. I mean, that doesn't work. That never works. But you you need at least to be transparent enough and communicate enough for people to kind of pick up what you're saying and form their own opinion. Because if you don't feed them information that they want if you don't show them what they want to see or need to see rather and you don't give them the transparency they're just going to pick up the things that they can find that usually those are not those are the ground is littered with a lot of bullshit you know and yeah. they start picking up that bullshit and they run with it and that just becomes the standard at which point you need to break that standard by putting in a lot of effort and putting in a lot of money basically to try and break that idea that concept i mean there's games out there like um I keep forgetting the name of that game. No, um, no Man's Sky. Like uh-huh. they, that game when it released was just such a disappointment and such um, a waste of money for everybody that bought it <laughs> in the first instance. Yep. But they managed to turn it around and to make it into a game that a lot of people enjoy now and that has a reputation and that is known to be a good game. But it took them 10 years and a shit ton of money to get to this point. I mean, they made a lot of money, but they also had to spend a lot more money than they should have to get yeah, them to the point. Sure, it was rough at the start. <laughs> yeah, and it had a lot to do with the state of the game, but also the perception because the expectations were too high. They were not met. That kind of set a whole negative vibe in motion that lasted for way too long because that game was good to a public standard way before we accepted it to be good, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It had reached that quality level that we usually kind of uphold 
but we then will... it needed to go that little bit extra for us it to be like, oh, through. actually, yeah. Exactly. So I'm kind of afraid, like, the more they keep stacking this negative vibe on top of of what has, has been happening, the more difficult time they will have to kind of counter it and to get out of that. Yeah. And that comes at the cost of your team because these people are so passionate and they're thriving and they're kind of um, thinking about new features and new heroes and they want to kind of put forward their best foot and they want to kind of make amazing stuff for us. But we just, it just comes at us and the first thing we do is like, yeah, but we're not going to drop the prices in the store. Yeah, but you know, that whole thing, when Ramatra was released, the first 24 hours, everything was like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. And then it slowly dissipated and you, you heard those voices coming up again. Yeah, but I'm not paying 20 bucks for a skin, man. So I, I need some more rewards. I need more this. I need more that. All very, um, well, most of them um, are, are, I mean, they're, they're not uh, too crazy to demands. They're, they're, they're quite on point. But... The tone is just so negative right now, but I'm kind of on a train here. I'm just going, 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 oh, going. The train is still going. Yeah. <laughs> like in the last 24 hours, we've seen some signals that made yes. me think that it that it's starting to settle, that they're starting to, to realize that games are being sold by by making good quality games, but that perception can be either the wind under your wings or it can be your biggest enemy. It can just especially kill a game. with a free to play game, my goodness. Especially with a free to play game, exactly. But no, because nobody is both financially or emotionally invested in something that you just can pick up uh, randomly. And I've seen some, again, movements going on in the team, new people coming in, some repositioning, but also the narrative, the, the tone of voice that is coming out of these people, the people that they're putting forward, is one, trying to break with the old. Um, but not as much as kind of muffled the old thing, but to kind of reinvent it and to kind of revamp it and to give it a, like a new, um, a new generation feel to it. Like, hey, we love and respect whatever Jeff and Jeff. These guys just need to. They should have gotten an, another lead hero designer with a different name because I just feel like I'm saying Jeff. No, they much. should. Have, they should have gone either all the way or not at all. Either everyone was Jeff, Jeff or nobody oh yeah. was Jeff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Come on, Blizzard. What are you doing? Seriously. <laughs> that will go a long way to gain public favor. <laughs> exactly. We would not have been in this issue. We would not have had these issues. We would not be in this situation if you guys would just have named everybody Jeff. Yeah. I mean, Jeff would have been the problem, but Jeff would have also been the guy to fix everything. Jeff would have been the, the one we thank and the one we hate. All of it. All together. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the fix for everything. Um, but like, I feel like they, they definitely kind of respect the vision of what came before them mm-hmm. and, and that they're using their elbows to kind of work themselves up and to talk to the community and to kind of pierce through that pile of crap that is on top of everything. And of course, they're kind of forced by all the corporate shit that's above it to kind of change the narrative and to be very careful to what they say. But the way they've said it, one example is that the new producer, um, his name is uh, Jared News. He's the okay. new producer on on the game. Basically, the producer is kind of the 
Uh, in some instances, it's more like a project manager. In other instances, it's basically the guy that decides what is going to happen and what not, how to bring the boost forward. Yeah, it's one of those weird titles that can yeah. mean everything or nothing. It can, it can mean everything. <laughs> but judging by the tone of his voice and the fact that he was, it was basically introducing him, but the, the topics that he touched on were very current topics, were kind of a lot of the concerns that everybody's kind of struggling with. And one of the things that we have been talking about, and that, may make, that made me think, Hannah, that... They might be, um, well, I mean, we're not the only ones saying that. But I felt like they kind of addressed some of the things that we have been discussing very directly. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, one of the things that they actually pointed at was like, we realize that the battle pass right now, we're not happy with it. Something that we've we've said before, I don't think that the team internally is happy with, with, the, with the state of the battle pass. I think the oh. corporate influence is too big and they don't feel comfortable with the way it is done now. Now, they didn't comment on the prices, but what they said was, we feel like um, there needs to be more play-rewarding progression systems. Yeah. I mean, you need to be rewarded for the fact that you're playing the game, which is something that we literally said right here in this podcast and uh -huh. that I've said in videos. We need to be rewarded for the fact that we play this game. The battle pass is one thing, but that comes in to, you know, um, monetization and whatnot. We need to feel that short-term reward we need to feel a long-term reward there needs to be more focus on hey you guys are playing this game you guys are doing a good job uh you guys are having fun let me no. give you some words yeah, yeah. one of the things that have a gold we... star <laughs> exactly I, i've been <laughs> <laughs> one of the stickers like on your forehead you've been a good yeah. boy it's been a good boy you me, uh... me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh like um one of the things that bothered me the most about the whole Halloween event, I mean, I enjoyed the PvE mission. Uh, I think it was a nice preview of what is to come. Absolutely. Uh, I was disappointed with the, um, the fact that we only got a few skins, but what disappointed me the most was that there wasn't even a skin reward in the whole yeah. sort of the, the, the event itself. Like, the biggest reward you could get was, um, was, was one of the weapon charms. Like, and that was what? fucking hard to get. was fucking hard to get on top of it. It was just like a frustrating experience. It was something you basically, they put everything or the whole experience to a point where you were, ah, I'm not bothered. I mean, I'm not going to invest in this. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing on another daily basis. Yeah, I'm not it, going to. It, it got to the point where the Halloween event was still up and I was just doing quick play. Like. <sighs> exactly, exactly. The whole kind of vibe that we used to have in Overwatch 1 around an event. Where it was and like, not... quick, quick, I've got three hours to get this in before it resets. Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not like I used to play the old brawls hours on end, but you had that feel, that vibe of, it's Halloween. You have these skins that you can get out of the loot boxes. And I'm in a way advocating to bring loot boxes back. I've made a whole video about this, that that would be the worst idea they can do right now. Mm. It's not because one pile of crap stinks really bad that you need to put another pile of crap in the place. You need to find something i've been talking about smelly stuff all all this episode you're okay. i don't know why is there something that you need to like clean out in your room or something i think so i think my my cat's litter box is maybe a little full oh. just upset in my room that might be it um <laughs> i just think that it is not the solution to the problem i think we need to find a better solution and i think they agree on that um but that whole vibe of you need to have these events and you need something to work for you need to kind of Link that together. It didn't help that some of the Halloween maps were missing. It didn't help that uh, we only got a few skins. And that you know, there's a lot of stuff that contributed yeah. to this. 
the one of them was uh, why why would i do this the the brawl or the uh, the pve mission is fun for a few times but i'm not going to be playing this uh... no it's like there is absolutely nothing for free to play players yeah and there kind of needs to be yeah exactly because not everyone is going to you know even if the prices weren't insane not everyone is going to spend money on every event Exactly, exactly. Well, some people will have. I've had some people in my community yeah, that have been like buying not every, like stuff. a lot of people won't do that. <laughs> no, no, a lot of people won't do that. And um I think they're they're starting to realize that they need to um to do more on all of this, that they need to fix the battle pass in a way. Like one of the things I think they might fix on the battle pass is to give us more uh, Overwatch coins in the actual battle pass instead of that would that would be a great start, honestly. Like on um, levels where you don't get like a specific thing, throw in a few coins. Yeah. I think those would all help. There was those would help to kind of stop people from asking to get loot boxes back. Uh, yeah. I mean, and yeah, I feel I mean, thirty, like thirty or fifty coins a week, if you grind out every single challenge, it's just not enough. I I have not paid attention at all. To how many coins I've gotten for free? Not at all. I've I do not care because it's it's such a minimal. It's like it's if you so go to your grandma minimal, and it she may as well be none. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to be rude to anybody's grandma, but if you go to your grandma for Christmas and she gives you one pound, one dollar, one euro, one I don't know what you guys all pay with one button, one I don't one know piece of coal, uh, piece of coal. You just get one teeny tiny unit of whatever your currency is. It's not like you're going to hate your grandma, but it's not like you're going to be looking forward to Christmas at your grandma because you're getting fifty bucks or something. You're just like, yeah, she'll put me, she'll 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 put that dollar in my hand and she's going to be happy, and that's just fine. You just don't care. And this is what the point we're at with these uh, with these rewards for these weekly challenges. Like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's going to take the people that don't pay for the battle pass weeks to get there. They're not what? going to track that. Months. Well, there we go. And for me, I do pay for my uh, my my uh, premium battle pass, but I'm like I can't be bothered to kind of even work for that or to kind of it just it's futile. It's really futile. And I think there's a lot of systems within Overwatch two right now that I feel like futile, like the souvenirs. Please, what what why? Yeah, what how do many? They do? How many people do you know that use souvenirs on a regular basis? I how, know one single they, person. You, okay, here's a question: How do they work? Do you use them? in a match like an emote yeah, i don't like an know emote. it's like an emote it's basically a specific emote that you can change the object and they hold in their hand that's basically what? it. why why i don't know <laughs> i wish i could tell you i'm so disappointed with these souvenirs and i think there's a few of these these things that they changed where i feel like but look that's that's easy to kind of you can think of all these ideas beforehand and then when you see them executed and you see them rolled out you're like yeah i mean yeah that, that was kind of that was crap that was dumb <laughs> but that's game design in a way yeah uh, it would have been better if they not ev- i know not everything is going to be a hit but to take like miss after miss mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's a few systems yeah it's just the whole thing on a pile if you just put it on one huge yeah. pile you're like whoo what is the shitstorm? I still feel like they put out the patch yesterday. And I feel like we're going in an arc here. We're going negative. Oh, super positive, super positive. All right, let's crap a little more. I mean, I can't st- stay positive about Overwatch for too long. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but <laughs> what I wanted to highlight is like the patch that came out yesterday added, like I said, so many 
of these core issues. But one positive thing to it, we all got a free highlight intro. Eventually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, eventually, indeed, because that was what I wanted to add. So when I logged into the game, I was streaming, and then I noticed, like, oh, there's a new highlight intro. Wait. Hey, we got this one for free because I was looking at the Surgeon one first. Oh, we got a free. And then people in chat told me, oh, there's one for Kiriko and the Junker Queen too. I went to the one for the Junker Queen, and that cost you 700 legacy tokens. I was like, wait, what? Wait, they gave us one for free, and the other one you need to pay for? Oh, and the one for Kiriko is actually completely locked. I was what the hell is going on here? There's like no system, no line. They didn't communicate no about the whole thing. No, no anything. Till, I mean, it was, I think, two in the morning or something. My time when they started kind of, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing a drop event where you, by if you log way, into the game. Event, enjoy. Yeah, if you log into the game, not a lot of fuss about it. Not a lot of explanation. Just like it's a forum post explaining like, oh, yeah, by the way. If you log in this week, and the dates are like starting today till the 21st, 21st to 26th, 26th to the end of the month. It, it, it all feels so random. Fucking advertise that shit in-game, Blizzard. Or, or make it a little more kind of, I don't know, a little give it a bit of context. But I think this was just a very last-minute decision to kind of make up for the delays. Um, and that's been happening. Like, they've been shooting from again, the hip all the time tell us yeah yeah exactly that's the, the communication actually do it <laughs> yeah the 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 whole communication is kind of fucked up all right kind of uh, yeah up. uh prime example they released the patch notes yesterday we made all our posts about it a few hours later oh sorry some of the patch notes were wrong yeah guys. the whole junkrat thing right yeah, yeah. guys <clears throat> Yeah, and, and the thing is, they don't adjust the patch notes necessarily. They just send out a tweet from yeah. someone in the team. I think it was John Spector, the commercial director, another one of the directors, sent out a tweet saying, oh, no, but we changed that in the previous update. It turns out that one of the diva changes was also already implemented for quite a time. Yeah, they I mean, just, they're copying and pasting and not, like, deleting things or whatever their process is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then and then you have the um, the shop. So they update the shop on Tuesday when the patch was going to come out. Mm -hmm. And then the shop is like a, a huge wasteland. There's nothing in there. And we're like, all right, but maybe when the patch drops, they're going to drop some extra stuff. No. Like the, the, the Overwatch League shop is updated and you had the recolors for the remixes for the skins that we knew were coming because they were the championship uh, versions. So the, basically the, the winners of the tournaments. Um, and then you have a, a random bundle with two with the, the Doomfist uh, Thunder skin and with the Flying Ace Winston skin, it all just kind of feels like the planning is being made by... And I don't mean any disrespect to whoever made this planning, but, like, you know, one I of those... a little bit. Those monkeys that, like, ding, 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 ding. They put, like, a pen in their hands and they were, like, ping, 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 or whatever, drop pen drops. I don't even think they do that. I think they just... Every time they need to do something to the game, they write it on a piece of paper and they put it in a hat. And then every so often, they put their hand in the hat and pull something out and go, oh, today we're adding free highlight intros. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that the community team is putting in a lot of work and that they're just as stressed as anybody else at this point. Um, but the yeah, whole organization... These people aren't being told the correct information themselves. Yeah, I think in a whole, the whole organization, the organization around the way it's all structured and the way they... The meetings that they're having to kind of, all right, guys, 
So uh, this meeting is about what we're releasing in three weeks. So these are the things that we want to release. This is what we need to do to communicate that. This is, or these are the waves, the beats that we kind of want to roll this out. Um, you basically have a plan ready that you just kind of have to copy paste to a new event. And then on a technical level, you just have these, you basically have your sprint meetings. And after every sprint, you kind of look at where you're at. And if you hit your targets and, and whatnot, and you have a goal. And Same cycle, different yeah. week. That's yeah. all you have to do. But they don't have a cycle. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're kind of riding a bike and they're losing like the pedals like every few seconds. Right? Oh, shit. And they're kind of, uh, they're just rolling down the hill uncontrollably. Or like they're waking up and going, have I got anything going on today? Nah. And then three hours before update, oh shit, it's patch day! Yeah. I'm going to be honest, with all the managers, the, the director titles and all the, the the new names that I've been seeing and all these people that are being put forward as being one of the leaders of the team, I would expect that these things would be organized a little better. That's all I can say. What do you think? Yeah. But I'm hopeful for the future. I mean... I think they're slowly catching up. I've said this before. I think the way they were kind of pushed to release PvP right now uh, in October, I think that kind of was a, a make or break call and it kind of broke. I mean, I think they they kind of figured that they would make it, that they kind of were going to be able to stretch it and that they were going to go over the line in the classic Blizzard way coming out. Bam, there you go. Uh, but they they dropped the ball a little bit and that blizzard standard that quality that we're kind of expecting from them i mean we can expect this from other developers but for me blizzard has always been that company that delivers quality stuff and sure there's always issues nothing is perfect but where you feel like they have their shit together they know how to do this they have been doing this for 20 years they know how to roll out uh, roll out content and um I've not been feeling that. No. Yeah. No, I've, known indie, I've known like indie studios to have more structure. Yeah, that's one of the the memes that is going around now. Hey guys, don't remember this is this is a small indie studio. Cut them some slack. Do you know what? Oh, that makes me laugh because there's a a running joke between me and everyone I play Final Fantasy with, and it's small indie company. Please understand. <laughs> Yeah, but they're doing the same thing to Blizzard now. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. But it's any time somebody goes on a rant about like how, oh, you know, why can't I talk to NPCs while I'm on while I'm mounted? It's like small indie company, please understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we're getting that. And uh, see that we we usually didn't get that vibe from Blizzard. They always kind of uh, but even the bad decisions they made, they made sure that they were shiny. And beautiful yeah. and that, that they kind of uh i mean there have been so many issues with the interface like with the patch yesterday people have been complaining that their ultimate icon is completely fucked up and it's not basically working it looks kind of scrambled it looks like uh, sombra kind of got a hold of it or something it's uh oh uh, yeah when i was like getting rid of my um overlay to take pictures and stuff sometimes it just wouldn't come back <laughs> really seriously yeah. I've seen people complain about the fact that they will complain, uh, kind of report that they get competitive points for playing quick play. Shh. Yeah, but <laughs> the, the thing is, they don't receive the actual points. They just get the trigger in their UI that shows them like they got competitive points. That's bizarre. Yeah, but they didn't get them. 
all, all these issues. And the, uh, there's a whole list of issues that I've seen, like this racer thing. Then I saw this little video of a, a Mercy doing Battle Mercy, pulling out her gun, and her arm was all twitchy, like she were, uh, like she had a Parkinson's or something. She was like, I'm yeah. just, she's no, getting we, old. But We've never no. experienced that with Overwatch before. Like, no, it's all these kind of weird issues. Yeah. Kiriko trans uh, kind of teleporting under the map, which is not new, but it seems to be happening way more than before again. Oh God! I mean, I'm hopeful that they are uh, that they understand where they need to get through, and that they're working and reorganizing and kind of pushing yeah. new people forward and kind of trying to figure this all out and pulling in new people to make that happen. And at some point, they'll succeed. But I just hope that the collateral damage by the time they do that is not too big. And that they don't have to put in a lot of effort and, and money to kind of convince people like, hey, oh, we, we know we fucked up. And the only way to kind of relieve a bit of that pressure, in my opinion, is to be more transparent and communicate. Because one of the things that uh, Jared also said in his blog post is like, uh, I can't, I don't want to overpromise. That has been, I think they all have a t-shirt at Blizzard that says, or tattoo even, that says, don't overpromise. They're so scared yeah. of overpromising. And to a point, rightfully so, but there's also a point at which... Say, right now, if they broke a promise to us, we'd all just fuck off. Yeah, true. <laughs> but they have. They have broken promises. I mean, people were expecting to get all of their Overwatch League uh, drops the, the, at the moment that the patch dropped, because that was what they had been communicating. Turns out, oh no, we're still telling your watch time, and you'll have to wait till we figure that out before you get... I mean, just tell us as it is. Don't kind of oversell it, undersell it, just be more transparent and tell us like, okay, we're going to put the files in, but you might have to wait because we're still kind of checking out your watch time and kind of make that the the uh, the, 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 how, the the conditional terms in which you communicate and not like, ah, I can't say much. Ah, I can't say much because look, you're just... Not. You can say something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hot topics, hot issues that people just want answers to. And the longer it takes, the more frustrated people will get. But they did say some good stuff. They, they talked about how they want to, like, they already adjusted the matchmaking rating, but they want to further adjust the whole competitive system and make the whole, the way you uh, level up and level down more transparent. The rate at which they show you if you're going up or down is a little too long now. They want to kind of maybe look in ways of shortening that or to give you other types of feedback. Um, yeah. The whole support issue, they directly addressed what what, what I've said in that whole video that blew up. Like, they directly said, like, uh, yeah, it's not fun. We need to work on that. We need to do uh, complete reworks. We need to rework the whole class. And, and, and basically, they said word for word what we have been saying. Yep. Uh, all this time and kind of and to be honest uh, if they hadn't been pushed to release too early maybe we would have received overwatch 2 with the readjusted support yeah 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 i mean they would have probably done a little more testing and kind of figured out things and, and like, not to mention all the bugs ironed out but yeah, yeah, i feel exactly. like that's the kind of thing you want to do as you release a new game not after you release a new game <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I mean, there's always, uh, for me, it's kind of dumb because I know like every release has its issues. You can prepare for a release as much as you want. You have, may have, I, you, yeah, I totally you can get have a, that. You can have you a know. team of thousands of people, but shit will still, well, actually, I if you mean, have a Millions of, of people, people test your game is always going to find bugs that you yeah, missed in-house. Exactly. Always. 
It's just the way that nothing compares to that much stress testing. <laughs> no, exactly. But it's the first time ever in the Overwatch team's history that we've seen them fumble so much. To kind yeah, of it's it's the, ball. the problem is it's this many things, you know. Yeah, yeah. but again, I, I'm I'm quite hopeful that we, I see I see some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I see some the, the tone of voice is changing. The, the way they address topics instead of kind of steering around they're them, they're still certain things faster than I thought they would. Yeah, exactly. And they're not kind of pinpointing or kind of putting the finger on. Well, in some cases they do. Like with supports, they they did put the finger on the problem. They just didn't give the immediate solution. But I think they're trying they to figure that out. Yeah. But when it comes to the whole battle pass, when it comes to the whole future of monetization, and to be honest, I also think that is an ongoing internal discussion in which they can't say much because while well, they're, they're still discussing it with other people be it corporate be it people within the team that have a different opinion yeah. um but at that point and that's what um the art director oh his name escapes me now for a second uh dion dion rogers mm-hmm. mentioned at some point like this and he did it in a way that you could tell like guys i can't tell you anything i'm not allowed to tell you anything Please, the snipers on my position right now. I can't say anything. (laughs) But this is an ongoing discussion. Basically, almost like, yeah, we know. We're trying to change some stuff, but we're trying. And it's not working out. To kind of uh, communicate that a little more. I mean, It's the same kind of tone. I mean, I lost access to a support service last week, which kind of sucked. Um, And unfortunately the team that provides it have known that their funding had been removed for a while, but they weren't allowed to tell people. Oh, really? Yeah, they weren't allowed to tell people until very recently. Like, oh, yeah, um, you've only got access to the service until the end of November. Um, And the, the guy who, like, I've been working with is very he's someone who genuinely cares about his job and, you know, is is very passionate about what he does. Um, and he just kept saying to me, please read between the lines and please see what I'm not allowed to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When like talking to me about it, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, here are some links to where you can talk about your good and bad experiences. Please read between the lines of what I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's not allowed to directly turn around and say, yeah. My managers fucking suck. They've made the wrong call. This is bad for the people that we're working to 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 provide a service for. They're not allowed to say that. I mean, that's such corporate bullshit. I have a, I had I a similar experience, less personal though. Um, I, I I used to work for a mobile um, agency. Mm. I'm not going to name any names, but we used to work for a bank, and I was the I was basically the project manager for the for that whole thing, not the project manager, the product manager. So I made the decisions of which features were going to be in and whatnot. That was my task. But we worked with an external company, with a middleman company, in the sense that that company was hired to supply the people, and they hired us to kind of fill that role. It's a fucked up way to do things, but that's how it happens sometimes. People make money off of other people's money. It's it's, it's weird, but. And the, the project manager I worked with was a really nice guy. Uh, we got a really good chemistry. We, we, could, we worked as a good team. We kind of yeah. clicked, and he was very interested in what my job was, and he eventually ended up doing a similar job at another company, and that was kind of the problem. At some point, 
he was so inspired by what I was doing that he decided to pick up a job somewhere else. And he left that company, that middleman company. But that middleman company did not communicate to the client that that person had left. So they just didn't reply to any of the emails, any of the questions. And it was around New Year's. like So they kind of had hoped that the whole New Year's period would kind of be a cover as they tried to figure things out. But this lasted for weeks. And we uh. couldn't communicate to the client because we were not allowed. Because we didn't have... We, we weren't the, the direct contact. He was, they were the project managers. So we weren't even aware of any communication that was going on. We were never contacted directly. But then at some point, they put one of the more senior people on that spot, which I, I knew that person. And we had to go to a meeting. And I walked into that meeting, not completely. I had kind of a sense that something was going to go wrong, that something was afoot. Yeah. But I walked in there and, you know, I'm a, a, I am I don't dress up for any job. I mean, I just always look the same. Jeans, <laughs> metal shirts, uh, big beard, tall guy, bald, uh, booming voice. Just the way I am. That's the way I'm always, like even at clients. I'm not going to wear a shirt or a tie for anybody. <laughs> and I walk into this meeting and it's like at least 15 people in suits just staring at me as I walk in. Uh-huh. And me and the other guy. And it was like, oh shit, what's going on here? Yeah, like usually there's like, I don't know, three or four people in these meetings. And it was just yeah. like I was uh and they just started laying it in on me, like, what we have trying to communicate with you guys for three weeks and this hasn't happened, and we have to push this deadline and blah 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 blah. And the other guy, the new guy that kind of took the job, is just sitting there. And I wasn't allowed to say anything contractually because I couldn't tell them like, yeah, but these guys just kind of uh, uh had one of their manager or one of the project managers quit because they didn't treat him correctly and he wanted to do something else <laughs> what is that sound are you blowing up a balloon no it's just me extending the f oh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> exactly <laughs> that was just uh, and they, that 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 was one of the longest thirty minutes in all of my life. Oh my god! Yeah, and they just kind of kept. And I, the only thing I could say is like I, I couldn't even say much. It was just like yeah, yep, yep. Like, you know, there was nothing I could do. I went back to my job, like to my office, and I just talked to our CEO. I was like, dude, I'm never doing this again. And he was like, what happened? I can explain him the whole situation, and we just dropped whole thing we just dropped the client we just kind of yeeted out the company and told them like go fuck yourself you don't treat our people like that i mean yeah. our ceo was he's a he still is the ceo of that company he's a he's one of the most competent managers i've ever worked for oh they but do exist people they, they do, do exist, exist. <laughs> they do exist he's, he's an awesome dude uh but i i did have a lot of independence in the way that i worked and we kind of ended up in this situation because of that middle party which I always kind of already signaled like, yeah, we need to be careful with these guys because I know there's like the guy that was in between wasn't happy in what he was doing, the way he was being treated. He had asked questions. He did not get an answer. I knew something was afoot, but not on this scale. Jesus Christ. So yeah, that was a, that was an adventure. So yeah, that's the thing, of course, with corporate, once a company becomes too big and too corporate and too many people think that they're going to lose their job or they're going to lose money because communication is going to bring uh, get them in trouble you get these weird situations where 
um, they're not allowed to talk. And yeah. that is that is one of the most frustrating things. Hi. If you're passionate about products and if you're passionate about the, pro- uh, the things you're doing, um, and that should not exist, to be honest. It should. No, it I should have been able to just say, yeah, but look. Yeah, but it's not my fault. You shouldn't. No, I don't need to say it's not my fault. I'm never going to be the one that says it's not my fault, but I'm going to be the one that says, like, um, you need to pick your, your your parties that you work with a little closer or what easier. Or you, need to, you know, I, this is like, there's so many lessons to be learned. There's so many ways that you can put this. Or I can just be transparent and go like, yep, but we didn't have, you guys don't communicate to us. You communicate to you guys and just kind of have them do the communication. Yeah. But in the first instance, that is not the problem. I, like me having to shut up in that meeting, that's the beating I have to take for kind of representing my company and to make sure that my colleagues and everybody is kind of safe. But they, the middle party, should just have been up front and said like, yeah, sorry, but our project manager on this project has quit. We're going to try and fix it as soon as possible. And everybody would have been, okay. Yeah. And you could have lost that client. So be it. Find a new client. Or they would have been like, yeah, fine. Take your time. Uh, we'll, we'll push back the, the, the deadlines a little bit. It's fine. Because nobody's going to die from a push deadline. Um, but that way, everybody knows where they stand. And these, the final client was not mad because they had to push the deadline. The final client was mad because they didn't know what was going on. They weren't told what was going on. They were in the dark. They were pushing a deadline for reasons they had no... Uh, they didn't know why it was happening. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago where I was like, hey, D, Overwatch have tweeted something important and it was a lie? Um, yeah, I remember you saying like you need to... Yeah, it's not a lie. They've posted a little anim- a Kiriko animation while this podcast has been recording. Oh, they did? Yeah. What the hell? Why do they keep doing this? Is there, Are they waiting for us to start recording anything and then they just kind of... It's really, I mean, I've watched it on silent because, you know, we're talking, but okay. the, the animation is really pretty. All right. Well, I'll check it out. I think, I mean, we've come almost done here anyway, so I'll check yeah. it out later. Um, I'm kind of wondering what they're going to do with the whole social animation, though. Mm. I mean, they've been working on that for six months. I kind of expected it to drop together with, with this patch that they did this week. Because, like, in a few weeks, we're going to have the new hero, Ramatra. I know. And, and we're and, not fully, we're not up to date on law yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we, and I mean, Ramata is going to be the, one of the main villains of the, the whole lore going forward. I mean, he's a big baddie, but we still like, we still don't have our good guy yet. We know it's going to be Sojin. They kind of communicated about that, but we need to kind of get to that point where they, they show her that she returns to Overwatch and what her, her angle is and how she comes back and how they convinced her and who that guy on the roof is behind her and all that shit. Yeah, so I was kind of expecting to see that because I got the novel, like the book arrived. I haven't read it yet, but that's more of a backstory. Like that's more about her history when she um, when she was in the Canadian Army and then kind of recruited into Overwatch and whatnot. And I felt like that book release is a nice setup towards the uh, animated short and whatnot. But yeah, that's it. It's like these books are usually a prequel. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the, uh, we'll see it happen in the next two weeks or something. I do hope it drops before season two starts. I think that would be nice. I, know, I really am curious to see what uh, is going to happen to Surgeon or what her motivation is going to be. And it's nice that they keep adding these, uh, these, these little pieces of content. I'm yeah. going to check it out. So guys, so if you're listening to this podcast, go check it out. We probably already saw it because we'll have posted about it. 
Ah. <laughs> 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 well, it depends on how much time it takes me to edit this podcast and push it out. First, I'm going to eat dinner. All right, but uh, oh, that, no that, yeah. That being said, <laughs> I think it's about time we close things up. Um, I've been yapping way too much. If I look at the wave file for this whole podcast in front of me, yeah, I talk way too much. No, I mean you had a really long train of thought. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, it's good that I that I kind of do it on this platform. If I would do it in a video, people would just kind of stop watching it after three minutes. But in a podcast, you can get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I, I mean, it always is kind of better as a conversation to kind of. Yeah, I just say the, om- the Omnic Ramble might have been a nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make that the title. The Omnic yeah. Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, but anyways, guys, I hope you all enjoyed the episode we did last week with uh Angeli. That was so uh, good. Yeah, we had a lot of fun talking to her. But we already um we already have a new guest lined up. I know. We're so um, popular. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now um I need to see we're going to record th- that episode next week. Um uh, let me uh, share already who we can be talking to. Should I, Anna? Uh, we can keep it a mystery. For the <laughs> listeners, they get to know. We'll know who listens to the podcast because they'll be the ones talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to be talking to Jen Cohn, the voice actress for Farah. Yeah. Uh, and that apparently also does a voice in Avatar, The Last Airbender, which I did not realize. I uh, just Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're going to be talking to her next week. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to push uh, that episode already next week. Kind of depends on what happens this week on a news level. I might, maybe we'll have something to discuss and we'll kind of do um, do two episodes next week and then push the, the Gen episode to uh, release that a week later. But that is something you can expect in the, the next few weeks. I'm really looking forward to yeah. that. Um, and yeah, if we can get more voice actors to kind of uh, join Maybe us in the conversation. next week we won't be a nervous wreck. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah, for, I mean, it's always exciting to kind of get a chance to talk, talk to any of the voice actors, but it is so nerve-wracking beforehand, mm. during, and afterwards you're like, uh, I fucked this up. It's, yeah, it's such... Oh God. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. We'll get better at it. We'll, try, we'll learn to manage it. I think that's basically... Like um, when they asked uh, when when we got contacted, and then we're like, um, uh, "Hey, uh, would you also like to talk to Jen at some point?" And we're like, "Oh yeah." My first reflex was like, "Oh shit!" (laughs) Always that little panic attack. Mine was, "Oh god, we didn't mess up so badly that we weren't given another chance." (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, they like us. That was my (laughs) first reflex. That was my first reflex. Oh shit! I mean, it's always fun to talk to them, but it's just. I mean, you want to portray these. You want to do a good job interviewing exactly. these people. I want to do good for you. I want to do good for our listeners. I want to do good for, you know, the actress, actress and actors. Uh, that's at the bottom of the list, but... <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> See, Anna, I'm going to do a little talk here as a therapist. No, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. They don't need to hear my therapy. It's fine. <laughs> No, but it, it it is um it's always a little um it's always a little nerve wracking. But yeah. need, the, the it thing feels that, like the stakes are higher. The stakes are higher, indeed. I mean, we're we're not professionals. No. Some people accuse us of not being professional, and I'm, I'm like, like, well, yeah. yeah. 
You just figured that out. We're just two people yapping in a microphone. I mean, I know you meant it as an insult, but that's quite the compliment. Yeah. The fact that you even considered us to be professionals is, well, don't think wow, you, I guess. Wow, thank you. <laughs> no, we just I'm like literally yapping into a microphone. in my pajamas, wearing a poncho, sat at my desk, looking there at There we go. Like, poncho kind of threw me off, though. Wearing a poncho? What the hell? Is it going no, to rain inside or something? No, 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 no. So I don't mean like a waterproof poncho. It's just okay. like a, a fabric one. So it's okay. basically I'm wearing a blanket. Let's all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. I was thinking like you were waiting for the roof to collapse. No. Okay, no. good. All right, then that's good news then. Look, yeah. We made something positive out of uh, a poncho. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, and who's, who knows? Like, we'll get better at this. And at some point, we get, we'll get more voice actors to join us. Uh, I think at some point, if we kind of manage to not lose sleep over it every time someone comes to talk to us, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll do more. We'll try to do the uh, yeah, uh, guest every single month. Over time, it'll happen. Yeah, we'll that's why that. I'm actually kind of like, yeah. yeah, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. I just want to keep doing this, and get better at it, and get less stressed. Oh, that was a bit of a revelation, right? And everybody is like, wait, you guys get stressed over this? <laughs> so would you? Oh, trust me. <laughs> so much stress. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, but that was it for this week, Hannah. Yeah. Can you tell all of these lovely people where they can find you? I mean, if it survives the week, you can find me on Twitter at Plush Noodle. <laughs> That's actually a good point. It's such a <laughs> shitstorm. <laughs> were we talking off? We were talking off uh, recording, right? Earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they, they, I just, I just read somewhere that they have 250 employees left at Twitter. They're coming from like 8,000 to 250. Oh my god. I mean, at this point, I would suggest everybody to change the password because the, Absolutely. the security on Twitter what right security? now is... security? Yeah. <laughs> the core people just all left. I mean, uh, I mean, that's for a different topic. A uh, different podcast. We, we could do I mean, a whole series of yeah, just we could what's do happened in the last two weeks. It's been yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just a, a shitstorm. We'll see. Yeah. What, yeah. So if... Uh, well. I would say I'm a little safer with Instagram, but that's not really true. I mean, no, that that I think that is going to be the next jet storm. Yeah, <laughs> I think once Elon kind of figures out that he killed Twitter, he's going. Oh wait, what is that other blue thing? Oh, yeah, but then he'd have go. to buy it from his. You know, does he know Mark? Uh, I can't imagine those two would ever team up. The world. Uh, made yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were made in the same factory. I think they were. Yeah, but uh. You can find me as uh, the MCS TV on all platforms. And of course, the Omnic Post for all your updates on Overwatch, where we post the news as soon as it happens. Or maybe just a little later because we're busy making videos and whatnot. But yeah. uh, you know where to find us the Omnic Post, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Whee! That's it. And of course, you can follow the Omnic Weekly on all social media if you want to be updated. But the best way to do it is just to subscribe on Stitcher. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. And you get notified every time we release a new episode, which is going to be next week. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.